listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome everybody to Earth Oddity Podcast, and Merry Christmas to you, John. Merry Christmas. Merry Can we Christmas. say that now? I yeah, know you're well, big. You're big on no Christmas during November, but but Thanksgiving's no, over. Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is the beginning of the Christmas season. Okay, you know, I, when your Thanksgiving ends, it's Christmas here on out. You know, until January seventeenth, until Christmas, <laughs> and then Christmas is over. Right. I thought now. Okay, in my house, Christmas goes at least until uh, well, MLK Day. <laughs> <laughs> We don't normally take down our Christmas tree like the day after Christmas or right. anything. So I'll, I'll give some, there's some leeway there. Mm-hmm. I don't know about MLK Day, maybe <laughs> New Year's, right? Sometimes our tree will be up in February. For real? No, it don't make it to March. That's but radical. Tara, she is, I mean, she watches Christmas movies in July. That's true. I mean, she loves big Christmas. big on Christmas. Does she have a Christmas village? No. Okay. But All now right. her dad does. Oh, for real? <laughs> yes. That's the in thing. fact, he has a Christmas village. That got so big that he just recently sold part of it all. Oh, for real? <laughs> like I guess like real estate <laughs> and made a profit because all of it, like none of it, he just he went to some kiosk in the mall and yeah. bought it brand new. Every single piece he has come from like a, a thrift yard store. sale or yeah. a thrift store or something. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I think he made 125 bucks. Wow. Selling selling his Christmas village real estate. That's not bad at all. <laughs> I mean, good for him. Yeah. I, I think. Christmas villages are cool. I don't know that I could like I, I could humble myself to get into Christmas village collection type stuff. Right. I don't know, but I like to look at them. I'm always mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, look, there's a post office. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't want to go there this time of year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Where's the line of people coming around the block? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, that's crazy. No. I think I need to address the elephant in the room, and that is that you and Tara have stopped coming to church. <laughs> I came last week. <laughs> like one time in two months. Yeah. I mean, every preacher's daughter rebels sooner or later, right? It's I just mean, a I've been counting down the days. <laughs> her, her wild streak's not going to church on Sunday morning. No, I know y'all have had a run of sickness. So. We have, and Josiah has an ear infection now. Now, that's no excuse for me. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't want to bring it up, <laughs> but and I have. I have a terrible excuse, John. Yeah. Uh, I woke up. I actually got up at six thirty this morning. Okay. Just woke up. Couldn't go back to sleep. I got up. I did some stuff, and and I did lay back down, but I was wide awake. Okay. And I was thinking this is pointless. Okay. Next thing I know. Dusty, our uh, Roomba vacuum, <laughs> is like bumping up against the door. Okay. And he doesn't start running until uh, 9.45 on Sunday morning. <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh. Miss Church. <laughs> and then I could have come to Sunday school. Sure. But I figured there would be four of us there. That's really that's what there so, was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Uh it, it was fine. I, I, I'm glad that uh, you got to rest. I assumed you did like me and went on a bender after the Bama game last night. And and you just couldn't cope as well as I could the next day to get up and get through church. 
Incredible yeah. game. I, I don't know that I would say it was an incredible game. It, it was, was an, an incredible, incredible finish. finish. Yes. <laughs> Much <laughs> like my love life. Okay. <laughs> incredible yeah. finish. Okay. The rest of it not not worth really worrying about. Yeah. Uh, all the all my Auburn friends on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, they're t- <laughs> a guy talking knows. about how bad we're gonna get beat yeah. next week. Yeah, oh, which yeah. Probably yeah, I don't know. more than likely yeah. will happen. Right. But you know who didn't beat us? <laughs> yeah. Auburn. <That's> right. <laughs> yeah, no. I, first of all, I'm on the record on this podcast saying I thought we would lose to Auburn. And, and we almost did. And we almost did. <laughs> uh and and I feel like we will lose pretty bad to Georgia. If we can just give Georgia a good game, yeah. I'll be satisfied. I agree. Like yeah. I, I I think, hey, you know what? They've had, I think I heard on the radio, something like 13, 10-win seasons. Yeah. I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. No, I just don't think they're as good as Georgia. No. Uh, we're not We're not as great as we have been in the past. No. And Georgia's very, very good. So, I expect them to win. I just hope they don't, like, score 50 points on us or something. But <laughs> yes. our defense has played pretty decent like, that, I, last night. I could definitely tell, like, second half. Yeah. Especially that fourth quarter. The sure. defense just came alive. Right. And if they could play like that the, against Georgia, we might have a shot to not get blown out. Right. You know, I don't feel like our offensive line is that great. And I know Coach Saban went on a rant this week about not talking about the team and all. I mean, maybe should have thought about Auburn a little bit more than telling us what to do over here. But I'm not a Hall of Fame football coach. But, uh, so I'm not saying, you know, I know the players are doing their best and everything. Mm-hmm. I just think that Georgia's best might be better than our best. Agreed, yes, yes. I think so. And, and our little tiny quarterback that we have may <laughs> get driven into the earth. I mean, he's so little bitty. You can like, put him on your hip and walk around with him. He's so small. Oh, But anyways, we won. Sorry to all the Auburn fans out there. But not really sorry. It was one of the greatest pleasures in my life watching the rug get pulled out from underneath you. Yes. I'm not to, gonna lie. To watch Alabama. Look, we had a we had snatch victory yes. from the jaws of defeat. Right. I mean, the fans <laughs> it, it was, would pan across the crowd and all the Auburn fans were so happy. Yeah. They were lit. We're oh, fixing yeah. to beat the number three going, team in America. I'm we're going so to be rolling good. tumors corner. <laughs> party tonight, storming the field. All of that. Yeah. Wait a wait a minute. They they kicked a field goal. Big deal. Yeah, right. They hadn't gotten the end zone all night. They got what negative five rushing sure. yards. They're not gonna get in the end zone. Well, he scored a touchdown. <laughs> it's like we had a, what was it, 97, 98-yard drive to tie the game up. To tie the game. Like, when they punted that ball and they downed it on the two-yard line, I, I didn't cuss out loud because my <laughs> kids were in the room, but I thought of every cuss word I knew. You know? I mean, It made up a few new ones. I mean, it was like, I was standing up and Dieter just kept looking at me going, are you okay? And I was like, I'm, I'm good, baby. I'm good, baby. And of course, like, Ollie's not paying attention. He's talking to whatever game he's playing on his cell phone. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, I just have to look over and be like, Ollie, I need you to be quiet, buddy. <laughs> Daddy's concentrating on this game. The team needs me right now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the team needs me. And uh, so, anyways, we won. and. That's great. Good times. It's a W. Yeah. And I say we because I am part of the team. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're representing Tuscaloosa, right? Our whole town, our county. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So we were we all spiritually with them. Yes. Yeah, so I was giving them everything I had. Charging up their anime spirit bomb attack. <laughs> well, we, uh, we won. I mean, and that's, that's all it counts. Uh, on the road at Auburn with a backup, Auburn had a backup quarterback. Like, they had all kind of backup people, and they gave us a game of our life. Yeah. And, I hate they didn't win. I mean, it's tough for you. I, I love that they didn't win. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to lay down after a ball game like that and and just not want to end your life. You know, that's how I would have felt when we lost. <laughs> I would have gotten mad and like, Lord, I, I hope I don't wake up in the morning. If I die before I wake, yeah. thank you, Lord. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. like, morally, I can't commit suicide, but you can call me home at any time, Lord. I've, I've said that prayer plenty of times. <laughs> I would get mad about little stuff and say, about, Lord, just take me home right now. Mm-hmm. Let me just fall out dead right here in line at Belt trying to buy my son uh, you know, a pair of socks to wear in a suit. No. Well, I'm just glad that all the Auburn fans can go back to the kick six talk. Sure. Right. <laughs> Which I pointed out on Facebook. They love to talk about kick six, and then they played an average Missouri team to win the SEC championship. And they don't talk a whole lot about losing to FSU in the national championship 34-31. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a tough one. Which also broke the SEC's 10-year winning streak. That's right. Yeah, I know. They were the ones who broke yeah. it. Right. So – and I, I wonder if you were to get an honest assessment from Auburn fans, would they trade the kick six for a national championship? Or would they always <laughs> love to have that kick six yeah. in their back pocket to when shove it in our Alabama face? Alabama yeah. in a regular season game. <laughs> That's right. By running back their uh, field goal. Field goal. Yeah. Horrible field goal tip, by the way. You know, like, what were we thinking? That was before we had a kicker that was decent. Yeah. And we put in this dude, I can't remember his name. He ended up kicking for us and was decent. He, he was a great. good kicker, but he was 51 yards yeah. out. He was so far away. I don't know what we're thinking. Well, like, Neil ought to go to overtime. Well, now I'll say this. Okay. I mean, I have never seen that before or since. No. So who could have thought that they were going to return that? And well, no, like nobody I, on our team was going to think, hey, we should probably stop him because that ball's live. I've seen it happen in the NFL before. Devin Hester did it like years before. Mm-hmm. But you would think, okay, he's running from like middle of the end zone. We could get somebody on him. He's got 115 <laughs> yards to go. The kicker tried to get him <laughs> yes, and right. couldn't get him. You'd think somebody. They're all Division One athletes would have tackled him. But, <laughs> no, just got in his way a little bit. It may have tripped him, whatever. Yeah. But, no. But I just wonder if they would trade, you know, for a national championship. I would, but mm-hmm. we kind of view things differently at Alabama than they do at Auburn. You We're kind of early in the show, but Auburn fans, let us know. Would you trade the kick yeah. six for a national championship? Right. Are you happy with for that year? You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know. I think, or are you happy with your victory over yeah. the Ducks that one time? I think they had to beat us to get in the SEC championship game. But I mean, take that out of consideration. We're in fantasy world here because it happened so long ago. You know, <laughs> it happened a long time ago. Would if you were going to get in the SEC championship game and go to the play FSU, would you rather have won that national championship and had the kick six never happen? You beat us by 30 points in that or game. Or how about go to the go to overtime yeah. and beat us? And beat us in overtime. Yeah, if yeah. Alabama would have took a knee there and y'all right. beat us in overtime and right. then had a national championship, would you still rather have that kick six right. 
Because you talk about it every freaking I know. day. I know. And to me, it would bother me more that that we lost to FSU. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they had a shot to win it, too, in that game, if I remember right. Like they did. Drop I mean, pass in the end zone. I was going to say, they won by three. Yeah. So it, it was a close game. Right. Eh, I mean, oh, well. That's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> win some, you lose some. We hey, won some I was this week. Say, we've lost a few. Yeah. We've made it and not, sure. not finished. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. Hurts too. I hurt your feelings real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But when you're are. Alabama, you just try again next year. Yeah. Well, we're just suited on next year. <laughs> and our our worst team in a decade, Tiny, is 10 and 1. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> With a chance to win, to play for the SEC championship. That's our that's the worst team we've had. And I mean, and and I'll say this. Now look, I don't expect Alabama to win next week, but you never know. Yeah. I mean upsets happen. That's why we roll them out. That's why we lace them up, Tiny. <laughs> Hypothetically, if Alabama could somehow by some well, okay. If Alabama was to win next week, I think Georgia gets another shot. I do too. Because they're undefeated. Yeah. They lose to a one loss Alabama team in the SEC. Yes. I think they get to go again. Yes. So if we somehow could beat them. If we can and beat them, I don't think we could beat them. I don't think we can no. beat them once. I'm almost sure they can't Absolutely. beat them twice. But it won't matter because we'll play like Michigan and they'll beat us. But yeah. I'm just saying, if we didn't have Georgia standing yeah. in front of us, I would say Alabama's got a good shot at another national champ. I don't championship know. Michigan's pretty good, man. Michigan ran the ball at will against Ohio State. Yeah, but and, did look, you watch any of that game? No, I didn't. Oh, it was great. I it was watched snowing. the highlights. It was snowing, mm-hmm. which, but I don't understand if you like grew up in Florida. How you would say, "Hey, I want to go play football in December, where it is freezing and snowing." <laughs> right. When I could be playing, you know, like on a Saturday night in Auburn, Alabama, for and it's sixty degrees. Yeah, or playing know. in Atlanta, yeah, and it's still a dome. Yeah, in a dome. <laughs> right. I just don't know why you would go. I don't understand. But that's me. But yeah, they ran the ball. They could do whatever they want to run the ball against them. They're the Michigan's a good team, and so I, I don't want to play them. I don't really want to. Play anybody else. I wish we could just. You want to just give us the championship? (laughs) No, I wish we could just end this season right now. You know, and let me live off of this high for for a while. You know, that's all I want. Well, Georgia's going to hurt my feelings next week. (laughs) They're going to get me all down. What if they win though? Well, if we win, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. And then we'll play them again. <laughs> well, yeah, and then they'll destroy us again. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna beat us bad. I mean, I feel like it. Unless our defense can really do something. And I'm glad our star wide receiver got kicked out of the football game in the first half. So we so got him from the whole next week. Georgia game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we're, that was talking football. <laughs> talking sports with John and Tiny. Uh, we're, I'm sorry. Every once in a while, you're going to get that here. And if It's you, usually once a year around this time. Right. Like if, <laughs> if, if you live in somewhere that doesn't play American football, just tolerate it. Mm-hmm. And maybe you should root for Alabama no matter what. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, it really is the biggest game of the year. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people make a big deal about the national championship, but yeah. really – the whole country and the whole world, they all they really care about is who wins the Iron Bowl. <laughs> That's right. right. Sure. I mean, nothing else matters. Yeah. And Alabama won the Iron Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, what else is there for us to accomplish, really? Yep. This British guy one time, I can't remember his name, did a little docu-series on America. He came to the Auburn yeah, game. I saw that. 
It's really a great thing. We <laughs> lost that game, by the way. I don't remember what year it was, but we lost. And uh, <laughs> must have been a long time ago. But he talks about like what a spectacle it is for what is basically, you know, two towns having a match <laughs> of no national importance or anything yeah. like that. We have we have jets flying over, and you know, it's just crazy. People, I, I don't know if being a part of a sports rivalry is a great thing. You know, it every. Is. Every sport has its rivalries, and so just translate whatever you're into mm-hmm. into that into us, and you'll see how excited we are. We beat our number one rival. It's like if I, I don't know, I don't know enough about English soccer. If Arsenal and Chelsea are rivals, and you root for Arsenal and they beat Chelsea, then in you're going to be quadruple overtime in quadruple like a shootout, which yeah. has never happened in an Iron Bowl before. Yeah, in in the history of this game, these two teams playing each other for eighty something years, it took like a forty year pause because it got a little <laughs> dicey there. Yeah. You know, there's arguing over money. People were getting shot. Yeah, maybe some death threats here. There. And then eventually we were. Like, well, yeah, people are getting shot, but come on, this yeah, is football. This is good. We want to <laughs> do it. keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> now that's what we do. And, you know, usually if somebody's getting shot, it's an Alabama fan shooting his wife or something after we lose the son. Iron Bowl. Or his son. Yeah. <laughs> We're more of into uh, like poisoning trees and stuff now. That's kind of what, <laughs> yeah. what our we transitioned. Is. Yeah. <laughs> we from murder. We're murdering people to murdering plants. <laughs> yeah. It's growth, really, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's growth. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, anyways, we're here to talk about odd news. We ain't got all day. We got to get into odd news. <clears throat> what you got this week? Uh, I got a story about airplanes. Okay. And I got a story about an HOA. And then I got, I'm trying to decide between my last one. I'm going to do it on the fly. Okay. I got a story about Canada tapping into their strategic reserves. Okay. I got a story about... A woman lighting a gaming console on fire. But I wanted to start with this one, John. Uh, we're both vaccinated. Yes, we are. And we would encourage people to get to at least consider yes. sure. getting vaccinated. But now, we're against mandates. Yes, I'm against mandates. And I want to go on the record right now saying I'm against all the boosters. Like, I didn't know I was going to have to just <laughs> continually go and get shots. It's not because I'm afraid and I think it's going to alter my DNA or anything. It's just the hassle. Even though it of, does, yeah, technically. Yes, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's just the hassle of having to go and get another shot. So right. I just want, I'm saying, I'm down with the boosters. Like, come on, I could maybe one, but we're all like two or three. Well, now. that's why I waited till September, John. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not worried about the boosters. If I get it and die, I get it and die. Well, uh, we both got it and lived. Just, we dominated so, it, really. Yeah. Like, we, it was a blowout. I was Tiny and John versus COVID, <laughs> it was like a 50 to nothing blowout. I know, we, we won that uh, yeah. Iron Bowl, too. That's right. <laughs> the Iron Alabama Lung. wins again. <laughs> the Iron Lung Bowl. <laughs> well, anyway, what do you think about these? I mean, we were against the mandates. What do you think about the passports? Uh, well, I don't even understand what the vaccine passport truly is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear it thrown around a lot. But yeah. Like I heard Governor Ivey's like, we'll never have a vaccine passport in Alabama. But I don't know what it is. It just means I got to show my thing. Yeah, I think it means there are certain states where you can't fly there unless you've been vaccinated. Unless you've been vaccinated. You have okay. to get it. You have to drive. Sure. <laughs> or take a train. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm vaccinated, so I don't have a problem showing my card. Well, what do you think about mandatory vaccines for German euthanasia clinics? Okay. 
That's a bit much. <laughs> we cannot put you down unless you've been vaccinated, John. Uh, yeah, I don't. It seems self-defeating in a yeah, way. I agree. <laughs> like, you're beyond the point of needing to make that rule, basically, I would <laughs> yes. think, right? Well, anyway, the headline here, this comes from The Spectator. German euthanasia clinics are refusing unvaccinated customers. And I've had it with unvaccinated people being refused care. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tiny, I just want to say right off the bat, this is what socialized medicine gives you. Okay? Where everybody You can't even there, go get your lethal injection yeah, without having even, to get your vaccine shot Can't first. even die without getting vaccinated. <laughs> vaccinated. Uh, irony has been declared many times in this pandemic, but now from COVID-riddled Germany comes the final proof. You can't kill yourself now unless you've been vaccinated. As European countries battle to limit the spread of the virus, Verin Sterbihoff, the German Euthanasia Association, has issued a new directive declaring that it will now only help those who have been vaccinated or recovered from this, the disease which the word help there is used very loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree. <laughs> In a statement, the association said, euthanasia and the preparatory examination of the, voluntarily responsible, of the voluntary responsibility of our members willing to die require human closeness. Human closeness, however, is a prerequisite and breeding ground for coronavirus transmission. As of today, the 2G rule applies in our association supplemented by situation-related measures such as quick tests before encounters in closed rooms. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I could develop a thing where they could give a shot or whatever to you without getting close to it. Like <laughs> that one PBC doctor, Dr. Dr. Rod. Yeah. <laughs> he had a, a self-service right. yeah, suicide machine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which euthanasia kind of like, I don't want to get into the debate about euthanasia. What I want to know is if me as like a 45-year-old guy who has nothing terminal, I'm just like, man, I'm tired of living. Can mm -hmm. I just go in there and be like, hey, put me down, buddy? I mean, I don't know what the rules in Germany yeah. are. Yeah. I know it's if, you, if you're if you young and you don't have kids, I think it can be difficult to get a vasectomy. Oh, for real? I've heard that. Huh. I hmm. don't know, though. I don't know. Mine didn't work. That <laughs> <laughs> they did on me. I should get money back for Can't that, keep by the way. a good dog down. <laughs> oh, look, man, I have superhuman sperm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but, yeah, it, it would not be denied. But, yeah, I should get money back for my vasectomy not working. It says here that close encounters in closed rooms is a fabulous German euphemism for assisted suicide. The term 2G, meanwhile, refers to a system which only allows free movement for leisure activities for the glimpsed order gazee, or which is vaccinated or recovered, God forbid that a person without the jab should try to end it all. Talk about a vaccine passport to the afterlife. Womp womp. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I kind of get what they're saying. They're saying they don't want their, well, I don't want to call them doctors. Yeah. <laughs> the workers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think first do no harm is like the part of the Hippocratic Oath, right? I think that's like the it, beginning well, here, of That's what I say. Now, I don't know if that's just, is that exclusive to America? I have no idea. I know that's why they have doctors present during uh, executions, but yeah. they're not allowed to actually perform the procedure. Yeah. 
Yeah, where just we got kill like a, someone. We just got like a dude like Leroy over here. It's gonna come in <laughs> yeah. and give you whatever it is to kill you. Yeah, just normal dudes like me and you, John. Yeah. who work in the federal penitentiary <laughs> system. They'll have they'll train think, somebody yeah. like that to to administer shots yeah. for lethal injections and stuff. Yeah, can't have a doctor do it. You think you start out and you're like, man, I'd like to get up there and be the shot guy. <laughs> you know, like, I want to work my way up. I think no one would say that, but there absolutely is. I can see you doing that, Tiny. You know, I can see you being all into it. Which like getting upset when the governor stays in there, excuse me, you're like throwing your syringe down. Like, Dang it. I'm going to get you next time, buddy. Which I think we've talked about this. You're against the death penalty. I am. And I am almost there myself. Yeah. I know we joke about sure. me being morbid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh like I there's for like the really, really bad people, you there's sure? a small part of me that wants that to at least be an option on the table. But I definitely think that there should be a incredible mountain of evidence sure. that has to be scaled before we can do that. Right. Well, like I said, I mean I, I just ain't for it, but I, I think I understand you, I think it, it. I think it should have to be on video. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> It has to be. There's like, a written house joke there. I'm just not. I'm not sure how to work it in. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a very complex subject because you could. I see sometimes people, and I'm like, they should not. They should be eliminated. Like, right. like what you've done is too. Like the dude who shot up the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, look, man, you, we got to take you out. You right. Know? Uh, so maybe I'm not as hardline as I, maybe we both over the course of this podcast softened on our positions of where I used to be, which yeah. is let God figure out when people need to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, anyways, does that mean we quit feeding them? <laughs> and when they eventually starve us when God decided maybe so they we're supposed to go <laughs> maybe so like if you wanted a uh, uh, food, you maybe you shouldn't have shot up a, a shopping mall or something, yes. you know? Well, let's talk about somebody who definitely deserves the death penalty. (laughs) An air passenger reportedly refused to stop breastfeeding their cat. Okay. Somebody posted this in our group. I don't Mm -hmm. remember who it was, but shout out to whoever that was. A passenger aboard a Delta Airlines flight was reportedly breastfeeding her cat and refused flight attendant's request to put the animal back in its carrier. Which, for the record, I get that that's a little strange. Sure. That's going to, you know, turn some heads and make people feel uncomfortable. Or, yeah, oh yeah, uncomfortable. But, but I can't get a cat to swallow a pill. So <laughs> kudos to her. <laughs> she was able to to get this thing to latch. Now, the only evidence of this having actually happened is a purported photo uh, of an aircraft communications addressing and reporting systems message. The pilot requested Delta's red coat ground team meet the customer after landing to reprimand her. According to an online source, the carrier was contacted for comment to confirm whether the incident took place. And that's really all that it has to say that's what they're talking about like yeah. the communications thing so there's not a picture of anyone actually breastfeeding a cat which is disappointing <laughs> to me so you mean to tell me there was not a single person on that flight that whipped out their cell phone right. and put that on tiktok i don't know like uh you're supposed to have your phone off while you're flying right 
But I thought that I thought you could turn it back on at a certain point. I don't know. I'm. I thought I'm, that was just during takeoff <laughs> and landing. I have flown a lot in my life. I'm not a fan of flying. Okay, you know. And so when I get on the plane, they're like, turn your phone off. I'm like, I'm turning it off. I don't want to explode the plane. <laughs> and they're like, buckle. When they tell me you can unbuckle your seatbelt, I'm like, uh-uh, that's how they get you. You know. Well, I have not flown much, but the few times I've flown, I've thought, if my cell phone causes this plane to explode <laughs> and crash into the ocean, that's a bad design. That's not on me. So when I was a kid, this is, this is how much life has changed, I think, in the world. When I was a kid... My first cousin, Casey, grew up in Michigan, in Farmington Hills, Michigan. And during the summer, she would come down here and hang out with us, and then I would hang out up there sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's probably three or four summers. Well, one time, we, her and I, she and I, flew from Birmingham to Detroit, Michigan, all by ourselves. Like my parents put us, <laughs> took us to the airport, walked us to the gate, put us on the plane, and then we flew to Michigan. And then we get off the plane, and my aunt and uncle are standing there. Do you think you could do that nowadays? Probably not. Well, I don't know. And then I remember we had a stewardess who was sitting beside us, mm-hmm. and I guess they were like, "Hey, we need to have somebody who, in case right. these kids go nuts, they don't know how to." Act one of them starts breastfeeding a cat, yeah, right? <laughs> And I remember her being really mad that the her Walkman's like play button was on in her purse the whole time, and her mm-hmm. battery had ran dead. And mm. She was mad about that. That's a bummer. Yeah, but my parents just threw me on a plane. Like, well, you, you used go. to be able to smoke on a plane. Sure, that's right. You used to you could smoke everywhere. DB Cooper, he was able to purchase a ticket mm-hmm. with under a false name, sure. DB Cooper. Yes, and then demand two million dollars right. in cash. I mean, the good old days before Bin Laden. You know, really (laughs) smoking, putting kids on planes. Now, who knows if he really did or not, but he claimed he he took a bomb on the plane. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's true. So times are different. You can't smoke anywhere now. Like, smoking people are the most persecuted people in the world. You can smoke outside. Yes. Like, Christians, you know how when you talk about being persecuted, until you're treated like a smoker... I don't like if you get ready to to pray for your lunch, you know, over lunch or whatever. They're like, "Well, you got to go is a outside." No praying zone. <laughs> you you got to go outside to do that in the winter. No more miserable people in the world than like in the winter. The people standing outside. Smoking. Well, John, smoking is not right. It's a privilege. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And you want to know the number one hater of smokers in the whole world is Dieter Long. <laughs> Dieter hates Long them. hates them. Well, like. Almost get me in a fight to tell people not to smoke. You know, yeah, it's wild. I only hate cigarettes. Oh, I, none of it bothers me. I tell you what, I think I think restaurants should allow vaping <laughs> okay. in order to drive more people to vaping. <laughs> yeah, I, none of it bothers me. You could smoke a cigarette and blow the smoke in my face. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know. But I've spent many a night in a bar rooms where that's <laughs> it was. So I'm just kind of. Used to it, I guess. Either way, don't breastfeed your cat on the plane. You know what you also shouldn't do? What's that? You shouldn't light gaming machines on fire. Uh, yeah, okay. This comes from click2houston.com. Woman lights gaming machine. Now, okay, this is a doozy of a headline. Let me just say that up front. <laughs> so stay with me. Woman lights gaming machine on fire after she was losing, but then was shot by a fellow gamer who was upset they couldn't play their gaming machine anymore. Okay. 
Woman was injured during a shooting in Northeast Houston Tuesday afternoon, according to Houston police. Officers responded to reports of a shooting located at 4700 block of Rand Street around 2.30 p.m. Stop by, say hi, tell them Earth Oddity sent you. According to Houston Police Department, Lieutenant Larry Croson, two women were using a gaming machine. I really wish they had told us what it was. I'm curious. But they were uh, playing a game, and the woman got mad because she was losing, and she started pouring lighter fluid on the machine. When the machine caught fire, a second woman got mad because she couldn't play it anymore. Police said both women ended up arguing in the parking lot, and the woman who started the fire ended up being shot. She was transported to the hospital in stable condition. Investigators said that the suspect fled the scene before officers arrived. So, okay. <laughs> but you know what? Don't go lighting people's Xboxes I mean, on fire. Yeah, that's probably the, like, if you've got to look at the root cause of this whole thing. <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah. I, you kind of brought this on yourself. If you lose, you just do like everybody else. You slam the controller down yeah. and you go to your room and you cry a little well, bit. You blame it on the controller not working. <laughs> yes. Right? That the or the computer's cheating. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're getting cheated by the computer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's clearly what happens I mean, every time. You don't spray lighter fluid all over it and catch it on fire. <laughs> that's extreme. That was in Florida, though, right? Uh, it was in Texas. Oh, Texas. So. Okay. Te- the Florida of the Southwest. Texas. Right. Texas people think a lot of your, of themselves, and they don't mind telling you that. You mm-hmm. know? Well, they I don't know if you know this, John, but they functioned as an independent republic sure. for nine years. That's right. They did. Whoa. <laughs> Everybody take a step back. <laughs> Golf clap. That's right. You know what they have trouble with, though? <laughs> what? Fielding a good football team. <laughs> Ever since we broke them and Colt McCoy in the national championship game, they had a little trouble since then. I hate it for them. Okay. Well, we're on to Florida now. A Florida family faces a HOA fine for early Christmas light display. And as it should be, as the Lord intended. <laughs> now I notice you got some Christmas lights out. I do. I, we put they, our, they are sad, sad <laughs> Christmas lights, too. I don't know if you've seen them at night. I haven't seen them at night. Only half by. of them work. <laughs> okay. We need to go get some more. <laughs> we put our trees up. Yeah, we're not, we don't have all the decorations, but we don't do a lot outside. I got two mm-hmm. wreaths I need to put up on the windows upstairs, and then we'll be pretty much done. It has been my lifelong goal to live in a neighborhood where I could have a big old huge inflatable something <laughs> in the yard. So I think now may be my time to strike. Okay. Sure, do it. You should get like an inflatable that does that's like a Halloween inflatable and just put it up. <laughs> what if we could get like a big old giant earth oddity? Sure. <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, joy to the world, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, a Florida family is in trouble with their homeowners association for putting up their Christmas lights too early. The Maffa family hired a company to decorate the yard of their Tampa home on November 6th. That's when you're doing well. Well, yeah. Now, you got money when you, <laughs> you pay can, people to do well, it you for can you. pay someone to come put up all your decorations. And sure. then when the season's over... I don't know if you know this, but from what I've heard, those people, those same people come back okay. and take it all down and store it in a warehouse off-site somewhere oh, okay. for next year. That's not a bad idea. It's awesome. I would think the play would be, we'll pay to put it up. You pay us extra to take it down and store it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I come to your house, you got it all out, I'll put it up for you. But you got to take it down and store it at your place. If you want us to store it, we'll take it down for an extra, you know, $500 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 
So, anyways, days later, this, these people. This now, this is November sixth, day after my birthday. Seems a little early to me. I mean, <laughs> seems a little early for Christmas. Uh, they received a letter notifying them that they now face a fine for violating their HOA agreement. How much is the fine? If they don't remove the lights, they could face fines of a hundred dollars a day up to a thousand dollars. The letter said. But if mm. you're paying somebody, saying, these people can pay a company to come yeah. put up and take down their decorations. Yeah, something tells me they're not too worried about a thousand dollar fine. Moffa said he has no plans to remove the lights. That was their only availability, and I can't climb up on the roof himself myself. He said. Uh, adding that he didn't know it was against the rules to put up Christmas lights before Thanksgiving. Hmm. But this HOA sounds that HOA sounds like they have it together here. <laughs> have you noticed the deer out? I'm sure you have. Next our door? Interest, yeah. No, oh, at the okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, they haven't lit them up. They have lights on them. I didn't know they had lights on them. Yeah. Okay. But they're not on. Like, I don't know. Huh. Maybe they're just for decorations. But we have a bet going in our house how long they'll be there before they get stolen. You know, because you're like right out there on the road, you can just stop by, throw them in the back of your truck. Um, anyways, Mr. Moffa goes on to say the holidays and the pandemic, I think the kids are wanting something that's more bright to look at. Uh, he's an attorney for, oh, no, an attorney for the West Chase Community Association said a neighbor complained about the display. That would be me. So that uh, Jonathan Ellis, who uh, is with the HOA, said that led the community manager to investigate it. One of the things they're preventing is from the preventing is from the person that has holiday lights up all year round or things along those lines. Ellis said the rules are in place to be followed, but said the board is open to discussing changes. Moffa said, however, the association hasn't been receptive even after they offered to keep the lights off until Thanksgiving. So that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. I feel like a good compromise would be like, hey, you got them up. Just don't plug them in until Thanksgiving. That would seem to be like the nice thing to do. Yeah. Because if you're the dude now, okay, look, we can say he shouldn't have put them up yet, whatever. Right. They're up. He got him wondering, okay, well, is it going to be more expensive for me to get them back out here yeah. and take all this stuff down? And then reschedule to get and them back And then reschedule out. to put yeah. it, or is it going to be cheaper to just pay this fine, but, you know? But here's the thing, like, people who are on HOA boards, to me, seem like people who want some sort of power. Yes, you know? absolutely. And they're not going to back off of their stance. Because mm-hmm. any reasonable person would go, okay, Mr. Moff, I got you. You said the guys can't come out here. This is the only day they could do it. You're older. You can't get up on the ladder. Let's just not plug them in, and we'll wait until Thanksgiving. You can plug them in. Everybody be happy. Mm-hmm. And that's the easy solution that normal people would come up with. Now, and then you high five after yeah, that. Yeah, and then you shake hands. Yeah, and go drink some hot chocolate. But I don't know if you saw a lady who lives in our neighborhood posted <laughs> in the Facebook group today about yes, I saw people that. playing music at night or whatever, you know, because our houses are close together. Why would you just not go to that neighbor's house and go, hey, my husband's got to get up and work in the morning or whatever? Because it's so much more satisfying to get on the internet in front of everybody and make vague references that the person you're talking about won't even know. Here's the thing. All right. I've spoken of her on this. We call her New York. She has no idea that the Iron Bowl happened last night and that people are going to be partying all night long. It's basically a holiday. Right. You know? 
Like you should get a little self awareness before you start posting in the Facebook group about <laughs> people playing their music loud. Let some folks enjoy their life. Okay. Sorry you were inconvenienced, you know. I wanted to just run all through the neighborhood shouting at the top of my Me lungs. Too. The <laughs> only reason I didn't is because Tara said, I will leave you if you do that. <laughs> it was so great. It was so great. And so somebody wanted to sit out on their back porch and drink some beers and play the radio or whatever. And listen to Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, over and over in Dixie and Dixieland Delight. And Dixieland Delight on repeat. Yeah. You just got to let them do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... It's like people setting off fireworks on July 4th. I'm not a big fan of that because, you know, I got kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. I need to sleep and you're out shooting fireworks. But you just got to let them do it because it's July 4th. Which now she's not on the board anymore. No, yeah. No, I don't even think she's on the board. But she, I bet you if she knew she could get on the board, she would. Well, I mean, I, I was at the last homeowners association, sure. right? And she made a big to do about how I'm not going to be on this board anymore. Oh, okay. I mean, she wasn't being rude about it. Yeah. She was like, you know, this is a thankless job. Yeah. Well, because you know, nobody likes you, yeah, right? Because you're the bad guy in this <laughs> yeah. whole situation. I don't know why. I mean, I I get the theory behind HOA. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want people going nuts and destroying our property value. You know, like we don't. But want then, somebody when you can't to, even put up your Christmas lights. Yeah. Well, I get. Well, hey, we don't want anybody to put their Christmas lights up and leave them up all year long because mm-hmm. that looks trashy. And you know, I don't want somebody riding by here with my for sale sign is in the yard in July, and you got you know a uh, nativity glowing <laughs> next to it. You know, well, that's because you don't love Jesus, John. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was get expecting the, at you to come back. Well, you won't even go to church. <laughs> that's tiny. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh yeah, I just think that I, I get the theory behind it, but the people who get on the board are so hardline over this stuff that it ruins the effect of it. Everybody mm-hmm. just ends up hating it. And we're like, hey, we're paying money for these people to tell us we can't do something on property that we own. Right. But that's how they get you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, that's how they get you. Well, you know, I said my whole life that I would never live in a house with an HOA. And I mean, you see where I'm living now, <laughs> right don't here, you? Right here, so, right in the middle of it. All it took was Tara saying, I like this house. Man plans and God laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> well, on to our next story, John. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you filled up lately. Yes, I but have. Uh, yes. If you haven't noticed it, you will soon. I'm yeah, no. sure you. It's, it's expensive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I don't know what's causing it, really. I mean, I think a lot of it is just, uh, you know, people aren't shut up in their houses anymore. That's a good point. But that said, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there, there's other things happening, too. I mean, a lot of people were driving around before the pandemic. I remember <laughs> yeah. gas being $3 a gallon. I mean, you know, taxes go up on them. Sure. They tend to go up on everything. Sure, that's true. Because that's a very good point. Because, I mean, here's, okay, look. I mean, if I'm a corporation and they're going to up my taxes, I'm not going to pay that. Sure. I'm just going to make my product that every single person in America has to purchase <laughs> a little bit more, more expensive. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that seems logical. <laughs> so, but anyway, moving on. Canada, it's gotten bad for them, too, and they've had to tap into their strategic reserves okay. of maple syrup. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm surprised they have a strategic reserve of maple syrup. I am not surprised in the least. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
This comes from M, uh, NPR. Canada taps into strategic reserves to deal with massive shortage, dot, 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 of maple syrup. <laughs> with high gas prices have, while high gas prices have pushed President Biden to tap into U.S.'s strategic oil reserves, America's neighbor to the north is also dealing with a shortage of another so-called liquid gold. The Canadian group Quebec Maple Syrup Producers recently announced that it was releasing about 50 million pounds of its strategic maple syrup reserves, okay. which is about half of its total stockpile. Wow. So they've got 100 million pounds of the stuff. Wow. I wonder how long it takes to build that up. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I wonder how long it's going to take this syrup to... Filter out and yeah. spread throughout the world, throughout the country. Yeah. yeah. Quebec produces nearly 70% of the world's maple syrup, with the U.S. being its biggest client for the sweet stuff. However, this year, producers weren't able to keep up with worldwide demand, which jumped 21%, according to Bloomberg. Maple syrup is made from the sap of maple trees, which is traditionally harvested by installing a metal tap into the tree's trunk. Modern sap harvesting typically involves a system of plastic tubing and vacuums to collect the sap from multiple trees to a central location where it can be refined into syrup. This is a seasonal process, though, as maple sap can only be harvested in specific weather conditions. So this year's short and warm spring resulted in an uncharacteristically low yield for producers who are struggling. That's why the reserve is made to never miss maple syrup, and we won't miss maple syrup, said Helene Normandin, Quebec Maple Syrup Producers Communications Director. While it's hard to predict what next year's crop will look like, Normandin said that they were already planning for the future. What we can figure at this moment is maybe the season here in Quebec will start a bit earlier in February instead of March and end earlier also. This is not the first time that they've had to dip into their reserves. In 2012, more than 3,000 tons of maple syrup were stolen from the stockpile what? over the course of months. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. The value of the highest was estimated at nearly 19 million Canadian dollars. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I mean, how do you fence something like that? I don't know. Like you got a pawn shop. <laughs> some dude on the corner is like, hey, man, hey, you want some maple syrup? <laughs> Look, I just want to say that a Jemima would have never let this happen. We would have never got to this point, you know? They canceled her. I know. And now, and now look and now, at what's now, happened. Now we're having to dip into Canada's strategic maple syrup <laughs> reserves. We, we have an unopened bottle of Aunt Jemima at our house. That was my syrup of choice <laughs> yes. to put on like pancakes and stuff. And uh, Hudson refuses to use it because it's going like, to be worth a lot of money, money one day. One day. <laughs> Like it, What's going to be bad is all this syrup's going to dry up. Yeah. And you're going to be like, Hudson. We got to sell this. <laughs> we have to eat it. <laughs> I ain't eating dry pancakes. Well, I, I mean, I, I will put a golden eagle on everything else. It's mm -hmm. a little too thick for a pancake, though. Right. You know, I mean, I'll still do it every once in a while. Just get a good sugar buzz going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well, good for Canada. Yeah. I do love me some pancakes. Pancakes are great. They are so good. <laughs> and waffles, too. I, I was about to say, now, I love waffles, but 
I can't I can't pick between the two. Well, waffles are just pancakes that are ribbed for your pleasure. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's really all the difference is, right? It's like little cups to yeah, hold, for, to hold the syrup. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant invention. Yeah. But I love a good pancake. I do too. We we need to we we'll usually do pancake like a breakfast for supper every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So we need to get back into that. Pancakes are good too. Like, I, I mean, you know, ever since the pandemic happened, we don't host people anymore. <laughs> but back in the day, you could like have people over for pancakes sure. and you spend what, $10 right. and feed 50 people? Oh, you're right. Yeah. No, a good move to like if, well, I don't really do this late night at an IHOP or something, just order a, a, a round of pancakes for the table. It make <laughs> yeah. everybody happy, you know? <laughs> just, just get it on. All right, this next story I got could go in the Patreon, but uh, it's not in the Patreon. So if you're around children or are a child, then you should stop the podcast now. Fast forward until you get to the community news section, okay? Or at the very least, pop in your AirPods and don't tell mom and dad. (laughs) We're going on the honor system here, okay, kids? A senior citizen has been charged with having unnatural sex with a goat. Now that headline leads you to believe that there is natural sex. With I was a goat. thinking, my opinion of unnatural sex with a goat is any sort of sex with a goat sure. whatsoever. Right. Here he is, sweet shirt. I mean, let's admit it. He has got a sweet shirt on. He's on the right here. He was enjoying his time. Now, this is from over in Malaysia. So okay. there are all kind of stuff I can't pronounce in this article. Uh, a senior citizen today, police pleaded not guilty at the Sessions Court here uh, in Kuala Kubu Baharu to a charge of having unnatural sex with a female goat at the back of his neighbor's house last July. Shari Hassan, who is 60, was charged with committing the act at uh, 1.30 p.m. on July 27th. That's in the middle of the day. He was a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's been charged under Section 377 of the Penal Code, which carries a maximum term of 20 years and a fine of whipping upon conviction. Wow. Oh, they don't play in Malaysia. <laughs> they don't. Who's that dude that like, did some graffiti over there and he had to get caned? I was, like, it, was it Malaysia? It's somewhere over there. Yeah, I remember. That was all like those, a big like, story back in the yeah, 90s. Yeah. All those Pacific Island countries run together. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't study. I'm American. I don't know geography outside of the United States. Uh, uh, Shari, who is clad in a floral shirt, had initially nodded and pleaded guilty after the charge was read out to him before Judge Nuru Madahara Mohammed Redza. However, <laughs> I, oh no, not him. <laughs> <laughs> he got the most. Uh, the most vicious, strict <laughs> judge they have in Malaysia. <laughs> However, when he was shown the exhibits, namely a green T-shirt and brown long pants that were allegedly seized from him during his arrest, the accused denied that the clothes belonged to him. This is a very simple, <laughs> if it don't fit, you must acquit <laughs> yeah, scenario. Like, you got to make him try those on. That's right. The judge then asked the accused, do the shirt and trousers belong to you? And the accused, who is a widower, replied, no. The judge said the accused guilty plea could not be accepted as he did not admit owning the exhibits and ordered for the charge against the elderly man to be read again, and then the accused pleaded not guilty. Deputy Public Prosecutor 
Siti Kandaja Amir Hamazada did not offer bail to the accused. However, Zolazari Zolkapi, representing the accused, pleaded for a minimum bail. The court did not offer bail and fixed December 24th for a mention. They don't care about Christmas Eve over there. (laughs) Santa Claus don't mean nothing. He's got you on the naughty list anyway. (laughs) Exactly. He don't want to bring his reindeer around you. (laughs) He's afraid you might get kind of amorous towards blitzing. (laughs) Sure, right. Oh, well, there's one called Vixen, isn't there? (laughs) There is. Oh, yeah. They don't heard prancing around. (laughs) The media previously reported that the incident was noticed by the goat's owner, a 45-year-old woman, after hearing the animal making strange (laughs) noises at the back of her house. You know what it sounded like? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) According to the police, she went to the scene and found a half-naked man that she knew standing near the doe. Upon realizing the presence <laughs> the of the doe woman, or the door, the doe, <laughs> okay, the doe, a, do, a goat, a female goat is a doe. <laughs> Upon realizing the presence of the woman, the suspect fled the scene. On checking, the woman found that the goat was dead. <laughs> oh my gosh! You mean he raped it to death? Sounds like it. I mean, I mean, good for him. But hey, <laughs> come. Apparently, not a tender lover. You know, <laughs> this is this goes right back to my point, Tiny, of why this dude was sixty. Viagra is of the devil, you know? Like, he should be out of the game now. Now he's sitting around all horned up on Viagra. His wife is dead. His wife's dead. And there's a minxy little goat over there just trotting around, asking for it. And so, are you blaming the victim here? I'm victim blaming. I'm just, I'm putting you in his mentality. I got you. And then he's over there. Next thing you know, he's raped a goat to death. We've all been there. Okay. You get a little carried away. I'm not talking about raping a goat, been there, but we've been. He said the goat asked him to choke her. <laughs> I mean, I guess he may not be the guy who did it because he said the evidence, it wasn't his. Right. I reckon how hard they're going to whip him, too, if he gets convicted. <laughs> I would imagine pretty hard. What? It, how do you work your way up the chain to be the whipper over <laughs> in Malaysia? You know, like if we got over there and I got to be the execution executioner, and you got to be the, the whipper. That's what I say. Like my granny Long, world class whipper. You know, like it's in my DNA. You give me a switch, yeah. I make him go cut his own switch. Look, stay out of goat pasture. Go get your switch, all right? And, and tear them back of his legs up, buddy. Strap them up. That's what happens. Oh, dang. Really, my granny law only gave me one switch in, you know, like whipping with a switch mm-hmm. ever because I was her favorite and she loved me dearly. And she was a saint of a woman. I loved her dearly, too. So I don't, since my mom and dad are listening, she didn't whip me up but once, okay? <laughs> me and Michelle, my first cousin, had done something. I don't even remember what it was, but yeah, she tore us up. Oh, it hurt. 
Heard so bad. <laughs> but she loved it, man. She'd bring me breakfast in bed when I spent the night over there and everything. Was <laughs> While you were recuperating from yeah, your she, beating. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she she would do that on a regular basis. It, it's one of my all-time greatest memories. Anyways, you know what goes well with goat. Protection. <laughs> We'd like to welcome our new sponsor, Trojan Condoms. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Cajun Girl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support. This is why you renew your Patreon right here. <laughs> this quality ad reads that you get. Uh, check them out at CajunCurl.com where you can order the spice right there on their website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. Uh, if you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on, like goat. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on them will change your life. Have you ever eaten goat? I have not. That's not that bad. Okay. Not that bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You uh, People around here will eat a goat on you. So, <laughs> yeah. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyla Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out and use promo code EOP10 and get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. Well, John, we have some voicemails. Okay. And our first voicemail is from the lovely Miss Jacqueline. Hey, guys, it's Jacqueline. It's cold. It's snowing here. I hate it. Anyways, real quick this week, because last week I ended up leaving accidentally three messages. So my dog, Isabella, who, as we know, is a pit bull mix, but does not eat children. That's what they all say. <laughs> um, she has been having a lot of tummy issues lately, and the vet has told me I have to keep her off people food which is most of her diet. And anyone that has a spoiled dog knows the people who is most of their diet. So now lately, she's been mad at me because she won't have people food. So I am afraid that there's a real possibility that she may break her 16-year streak of not eating children and go ahead and eat some children. Uh, so, you know, thoughts and prayers. Anyway, I hope you all are staying warm wherever you are. I'm sure you are if you're nice and warm places. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, it's nice here. I hate that... Uh... That crazy cold weather. Yeah, that's tough for you. <laughs> yes. I mean, you you got maple syrup on the way, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, to lift your spirits. Which they said most of that was coming down here to the States. Oh, yeah? And I tell you what, man, <laughs> craving me a stack of pancakes, so yeah, y'all better true. get on that. Chop, <laughs> chop. <laughs> Waffle House is going to be open down here pretty soon. <laughs> uh, and our next voicemail comes from, I believe this is Stan. Well, y'all were talking about the, the story of the Frog Festival and all that last week. 
what do you ask what the, the frog's name was? Um, during my time, I called it Skippy. No, that's a good frog name. Yeah, Skippy's good. I like yeah. it. I just figured that kind of fit. Basically, since my brother at that point was called Skipper, so I just incorporated that part of it. Unfortunately, the frog accent no longer exists. Uh, well, it might. It's just not in my possession anymore. I was working for Jitten Jungle at the time, and I had left it at the pet store while I was managing the Pulaski, Tennessee store. And uh, occasionally I would come back and get it for different things here and there. But unfortunately, somebody stole it. I know, it's pitiful. Uh, but I will say this, and I know this will get a pop out of it, out of it especially John. Uh, I did go on the Country Boy Eddie show twice. Ooh. It's the Frog Level Frog. Huh. Okay. So Country Boy Eddie, for people don't know, was an institution in Alabama. He had a show where country music, it was where Tammy Wynette got her start. People don't know. You know? People forget. People forget. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Country Boy Eddie's like royalty around here. Yeah. I was never lucky enough to get on a Country Boy Eddie show. You, you weren't the frog level frog. Uh, I know. I didn't have that clout. <laughs> Golly, that's amazing. Uh, I don't have any footage of it, but I'm sure somebody out there has got it somewhere. I don't know. It's country, country Boy Eddie died. I remember that. Yeah, he'd, he'd been dead a little while. Uh, there's also a story about sex robots. And I started thinking, I was like, you know, my mind's twisted anyway. <laughs> Why don't we take pedophiles and throw them in sales with sex robots? I know it's twisted, but time served. Y'all have a good day. See you later. Um. Well, John, why don't we take pedophiles and, and put them into sales, selling sex robots? Well, I don't think there's any sex robots that are designed to look like kids. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, yes. like, are you going to have to specifically design <laughs> one for them or something? I don't know. I, I don't. I, 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 I don't know. I'm anti-sex robot. <laughs> You're a robophobe. I'm a robophobe. That's <laughs> yes. true. Yes. Uh, okay, and I believe that'll do it. We also have some questions. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes. And you can head on over to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel, and you can ask them there. Our first question comes from Phil Zootsuit. Would you rather be forced to dance all day, every day, until you get a perfect score on Dancing with the Stars, or be forced to eat mashed potatoes until you get a perfect score on Beat the Chefs? Beat the Chefs. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Beat the Chefs. Is that a cooking show? I, I imagine it is. Okay. Yeah. That's what I would say. Well, I, I would, I will never get a perfect score in much of anything. Sure, but certainly not Dancing with the Stars. I, I know, but I mean the other. I mean, being able to, I think I would have a better shot at, at beat the chefs just because I'm familiar with the kitchen. I'm not a chef by any means, right? But it'd be really cool to be able to dance good, you know? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, if you had that, if you could do that, that'd be cool. But mm-hmm. also, like. The dancing they're doing on Dancing with the Stars, and I've watched several seasons of Dancing with the Stars with my wife. She loves that show for some reason. Uh, it doesn't really translate to like the club or anything. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're doing the Foxtrot <laughs> down at Rhythm and Bruise. 
Phil Zoot Suit also asked, would you rather be Ant-Man or the Incredible Hulk? Um, Incredible Hulk. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm not 100% familiar with what the Ant-Man does. In my mind, I imagine he just shrinks down to the size of an ant. He can shrink down to the size of an ant, but he still has his normal human strength. Okay. So he can be like a little bitty guy and like pick up tables and chairs and stuff. Gotcha. And uh, for some reason, he can he has a helmet that can control ants. So. Okay, <laughs> seems logical. Uh, yeah, I think I would pick Hulk in that scenario. Right? Yeah, It'd be cool to just like bust a building up with your fist. It would be cool, but I also imagine like I, maybe I would like to be smart Hulk. Yeah, but I know like a uh, Hulk, like the old school Hulk. You know, he don't remember what he does right. when he's when he he's raging. Out. Yeah, right. yeah, it's like a steroid rage. It's basically if you took a two-year-old throwing a temper tantrum, sure. and gave him superhuman powers. Yeah, or like the uh, Hulk. you know, like Chris Benoit, like you just roid out, murder your whole family, <laughs> then commit suicide. You have no recollection of anything. Happening. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Canadian crippler Chris Benoit. By the way. <laughs> Raytheon asks, what would you add to Scissors Paper Rock? You may be able to show it fast in a competition. He's asking, what would you add? I, I feel like Paper Rock Scissors is kind of perfect it is. as it is. When we were kids, we would add like a bomb or whatever, and you had yeah, your I, thumb I sticking di- up. Dynamite, dynamite was, was thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's the next natural progression, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The way, which, I mean, we never... You know, we someone would try that. No, it's not. You can't yeah, do right. that. Yeah, no, you can't, no, don't be bringing new stuff <laughs> into the game. But people would argue that scissors would beat dynamite because sure. it cuts the fuse. Yeah. But if you're paper or rock, well, you're then screwed. you would just have a better odds of winning by playing scissors every time because mm-hmm. you know you got a better shot of them throwing one of the other two. So right. really, three is the perfect number. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's our Bobo says, this isn't a question, but roll tide. Roll tide. (laughs) Roll tide, indeed. That's great. (laughs) Shout out to my buddy Tim from Fayette for making it on TV. I don't know if you saw it. He did? I did. I was was in a bad place for most of that game. All right. I just be honest with everybody. Uh, I made it into a meme, and okay. it would make him super happy if y'all could all go on Facebook and share that meme okay. around. I'll look around and see if I can find it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then last question comes from Goose. What is the best football team in America, and why do you think it's Ohio State? <laughs> That's so funny considering <laughs> they got absolutely mud-holed yesterday. That's a tough one. What, what about a bad, bad time? <laughs> yeah. The best football team in America today is Georgia. Is Georgia. The <laughs> yes. University of Georgia. And they are the best football team in America today. Mm-hmm. I have no problem saying that. Overall, historically greatest football team is the University of Alabama. And I would like to tell all the Buckeyes, be glad you don't have to play them. Yeah. Right, because we yes. do. Oh yeah, and if we manage to beat them, we'll probably have to play them two times. <laughs> yeah, so, so be thankful. Yeah, that'd be tough. Oh, <laughs> uh, that'll do it for questions. Okay. Uh, one thing we have to do as this free show draws to a close is we have to thank our patrons, John. Yes, we do. We thank each and every one of you so much, and we would like to thank by name those who donate at the ten or above tier that I'm pulling up right now. Well, let's go ahead and say McWheel while you're, 
Like McWill is on the list. He is. Yes. And the other people alongside McWill are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Carol Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and like we said at the beginning of this, Mick Will. Mick Will. <laughs> we thank you all so much for supporting what we do and donating to the show. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several tiers, but the $5 tier will get you an extended show every single week and once a month an all-exclusive patrons-only episode. That's right. That's patreon.com slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what we got coming up in the extension today? Uh, We're going to talk about gun safety. Okay. Yeah. I am going to talk about a Walmart toy that swears in Polish. Okay. So All right. Good deal. Be sure to get that on your Christmas list, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else? No, that's it. Just appreciate everybody listening. If you could give us one gift, it would be sharing the podcast with someone that you know or love. Mm-hmm. And it's one way to spread Christmas cheer, really. When Absolutely. You look at yeah. And uh, tell them about it. Teach them how to download it, how to listen to it, and let's grow this thing bigger. If you can't afford a $5 Patreon subscription, then you can share it with your rich friends. Sure. And maybe one of them will sign up. Well, it is holiday season, and that would be a good thing to ask your wife for, or (laughs) husband, significant other, partner. Yeah. You know, uh, all relationships are welcome here. (laughs) They make great kids gifts. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's well, it. That's all I got to say. That's it. <laughs> Hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving and looking forward to a better, hopefully a better Christmas than last year. Sure. I spent my Christmas away from everyone. Yeah. yeah sick with COVID. Tough. So whoever gave it to you should be punished. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all those. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We got some amazing show art (laughs) that is posted by the amazing Instagram guy we have on staff here. That's right. That is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. And we also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. There's also a link to our Discord server in the yeah. notes. Join that up. Yes. Join up in that. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons. We're here in the patron show.
Going to talk about some wild and weird things. <laughs> My story is a doozy for sure. Yeah. I may start with mine because I feel like it's a little, a little yeah. bit more tame. Sure. 